has an oboe. That's the name of the instrument. Haven't already Zoom folks. Find your way to your mute button. And we'll get started on worship pretty soon here. Once again, welcome to everyone on Zoom. It's really great to Good be morning. together. Welcome to worship here at Shepherd of the Hills. Nice to see you all here with us this morning. Special welcome to those of you who might be guests or visitors with us today. We are very glad that you're here. And also a special welcome to those of you who are online this morning. Good morning. If you are here in the congregation <coughs> live, if you wouldn't mind turning and just looking back at the camera and smiling, waving, saying good morning to those folks who are here with us. We are very glad that you have joined us online as well. A quick apology to those who are online. Um, Sean was unexpectedly out of the office this week, and I had to run the bulletin for the first time in like 12 years, and I did not get that sent off to Brian to get posted up on the internet this morning. So I'm sorry if you are online uh, and don't have today's bulletin. It'll all get better next weekend when Sean gets back and is running the show once again. So sorry about that. Uh, now, if you would please in the congregation stand as we draw our hearts and minds and souls together this morning for worship. We gather today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we come to you from different places in our lives. Some of us come with joy and excitement, while others of us come with worn-out bodies and souls. Some of us come hopefully, while others are sad and worried. Some of us want to feel closeness and community, while others are afraid and feel distanced. But still we come. Gather us together as one people of God, united in your love and care. Fill us with your presence in our worship so that we may go out and spread your peace, kindness, compassion, and love to all we meet. Amen. The past two years have felt heavy, divided, and difficult. Yet in the middle of the stress of life, you make us a promise that nothing can separate us from your love. Our hope, therefore, remains in you. Let your mercy, grace, peace, and wholeness be with us in our worship today. Give us comfort, strength, and love as we live with you by our side. Then send us out daily to love, forgive, and care for all people. Amen. A prayer of confession helps bring to mind the ways in which we have sinned and been distant from God. Confessing these sins allows us to repent and to be forgiven. Together in community with our brothers and sisters, we come before God acknowledging our sin with full awareness of our need for mercy and forgiveness. Merciful Lord, we come before you today knowing that we have not shown up in all the ways we could have. At times, we have lacked courage, energy, and empathy when you asked us for love, action, and compassion. We have clung to the things you have asked us to give away. We have judged harshly those who think and feel differently than ourselves. We know deep within us when we have put our own desires before others and when we have been indifferent to anyone's needs but our own. Forgive us, God. Restore in us a desire to love and care for your people. Send your Holy Spirit to fill our minds, our words, our eyes, and our hearts with the love you have for all people. 
We give thanks for this time and this community to be honest and real with our truths. We ask for your forgiveness and mercy to renew us, guide us, and lead us. In the spirit of Jesus, we pray. Amen. you. Let us pray. Holy God, we, like Peter, often turn our backs on you. Forgive us and show us a new way to live, walking boldly and passionately toward you. Amen. The adults may be seated, and I invite the kids to come on forward and have a seat up here in front for a little time this morning with Pastor Sherry. Come on up. Hi guys. Marcella, you coming? Hi. She's taking her sweet time. That's okay. That's okay. Oh, do you have a coloring book? Yeah, good. Well, I have a story I want to tell you guys today. And it's from John 10. Okay, John. So that's in the, the New Testament. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's a gospel. Okay, got it? All right. Do you guys, first of all, before we start, do you guys know how to say the word no? No. Can you say it really loud? No! Okay. So I'm going to cue you. Okay? In this story, there's going to be a place where you can say no. Okay? All right. So, you love saying no to your mom? Is that what you said? Oh, your mom loves saying no to you. Oh, okay. Awesome, mom. I like it. Okay, so, Jesus told his friends that when he was arrested, they would all run away from him. I'll never leave you, cried Peter. Jesus sighed, oh, Peter, I know you love me, but before the rooster crows tomorrow, you will pretend you don't know me. Three times. Not yet. That night, 
Jesus was arrested. Peter, <laughs> Peter followed at a distance. Hey, said a servant girl, aren't you one of Jesus's friends? No! Exactly. A man said, well, wait a minute. Didn't you hang out with Jesus? No! Are you sure? I could swear I saw you with him. No! Exactly. Peter got angry. I don't know him. Just then, guess what happened? The rooster crowed, just as Jesus said it was going to happen. And Peter heard that rooster, and he went, I just denied Jesus' love and his friendship and everything. How do you think that made Peter feel? Not so good, right? Not so good. And I wonder how that made Jesus feel. Yeah. So that's what the story is going to be about. Pastor Scott's going to read it in a second, and I want you guys to listen to when Peter says no, okay? And then we have to remember to say yes to Jesus. Okay? And to your mom, too. All right? All right. <laughs> Can you guys pray with me? Can you pray with me? Good and gracious God, we thank you so much for this beautiful morning and for being together here as church. Be with us as we go on our way saying yes to Jesus and no to all the evils of the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. I have something for you guys. It's got like um, a word find and tic-tac-toe and stuff like that. So it doesn't say a bunch of no's and it does. And you can write no on there, too, if you want. So there you go. Do you want one? There you go. All right. You guys have a good day, okay? <laughs>
One of the slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Again, Peter denied it, and at that moment, the cock crowed. The word of our Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I grew up in a very small town in southeast Minnesota where we would play outside all day long and then we would come home when the church bells rang, the Catholic church bells would ring at like five to six and then the town whistle would go off at six o'clock and we needed to be home by that time or else, right? We would play kick the can, freeze tag, cops and robbers, king of the hill. It was and still is a great place to grow up. I was involved in all kinds of sports, volleyball, and then I was in band and choir and color guard and cheerleading. For in a small town, you could do it all. You had to do it all. But as I got older, There wasn't a lot of other things to do. We had no movie theaters. We had no swimming pool. We had no community education stuff. We had no YMCA. Nothing like that. And so at age 16, my friends and I would go and we'd drive into Red Wing or Zambroda and we'd cruise around looking for excitement, maybe some boys, and even a party to get invited to. I remember the first time I went to my first keg party, and it was offered a beer. Now remember, I should not have been at this party, as I was involved in all these things at school, and I could have got kicked off if I was caught drinking, or I would be, you know, suspended. So when I was offered that beer, the thought ran through my head, okay, do I politely say no? And, you know, because I would risk losing my place on these teams if I drank. Or do I take the beer so that I would fit in with the popular crowd? Now, I don't know about you, but I find it noteworthy how John goes back and forth in this gospel, in in this story between Peter's actions and the actions of Jesus in our gospel story. But before we get too far, I'd like to go back a few verses to set the stage. You see, the scene is where Judas had come with the Roman guards to take Jesus away. For it is here where we see a very different Peter than in our story here today. A man who had drawn his sword and cut off the ear of a slave to defend Jesus. But this is also where Jesus says, no, this is not how we do things not what is supposed to take place. And he tells the guards to let these men go, which was Jesus saying, get out of here now. So Jesus is bound and taken away, and the disciples leave, all but Peter and another disciple. You see, they decide to follow the guards, 
and see where they're taking Jesus. They are going to be faithful to their teacher to the end. But what did they think was going to happen? Was Peter hoping that Jesus would be released? Was he planning on reporting back to the other disciples on what was happening? It makes me wonder what was going through his mind as he entered the gates of the high priest's courtyard. Now, we would expect Peter to stand up for his friend, Jesus, as he did so in the garden, but instead, we are shocked and even saddened to see what takes place. When asked by the people in the courtyard if he is a disciple of Jesus, he says, I am not. Ouch. Faithful Peter, who told Jesus he would lay down his life for him, denies that he knows Jesus, denies his whole identity of the last three years, and denies that he has any part of relationship with his friends, the disciples. He even goes so far as to stand around a fire to warm himself with the same people that Judas had been with earlier, the police and the slaves that had taken Jesus away. And as he denies knowing Jesus, hiding from the truth and being warmed by that fire, Jesus is answering to the high priest, stating that he has been honest and open, and to ask those who have heard him speak about it. Did Jesus know that those people had ran in fear and the one that was near him was denying him? And as Peter is being warmed, Jesus is being struck. And then, two more times. Peter is asked two more times if he knows Jesus. And two more times he denies it. And the cock crows, just as Jesus said it would. As we look at Peter in shock, maybe disgust, maybe despair, maybe wonder, we ask, why, Peter, why? Where is the man who said he would lay down his life for Jesus? Where is the guy who raised his sword? Where is the person who claimed to have loved Jesus? We wonder if as soon as he said those words, I am not, maybe he felt he could not go back. Did he say this out of fear? Was that his first reaction that he just like blurted out? Or did he really believe he was no longer a disciple? Maybe it was at this point that Peter felt his relationship with Jesus was changed forever and that there really was no turning back. For in that moment, Peter's identity had changed. But had it changed forever? It's easier for us to shake our finger at Peter, but maybe we do so because it's easier to do that than to shake our finger at ourselves. Maybe at this moment, we need to hold a mirror up and take a look. For we all have been Peter at one or more times in our life. Given the situation, how many of us would have done the same thing? Out of fear or of being too proud, or of wanting to fit in. 
For how many of us have taken up a good fight only when it's convenient for us to do so? How many of us have given money to an organization, but when asked to work among the poor or volunteer, somehow we become too busy? How many of us here today talk one way about a person, place, or thing, only to talk another way when things don't go the way we want them to? And whenever this happens, whenever we go against who God has created us to be, our identities are changed. The choices that we make, they matter. The people that we help or don't help, that matters. The way we conduct ourselves in our everyday life, it matters. And it makes a difference in our very being. I didn't know it that night at that party, but my identity was at stake. I took the beer, and I drank it, and it changed my identity. I was now with the in crowd, or so I thought at the time. For every time I went to a party, it was easier and easier to take that drink, easier to lie about where I was or what I was doing, easier to avoid all the truths that were around me. My choices that I made had changed me inside, at my very core, and it took a long time to understand that what I was searching for was not going to be found in the parties or the so-called friends. It was much, much deeper than any of those earthly things. During this time of Lent, we reflect on our past so that we can change our present and we look forward to the future with anticipation of hope and love and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Just as Peter lost his identity for a brief period, we know that Jesus gave him a second chance to redeem himself. And Jesus does the same for all of us here. So whatever your bruised, battered, or broken identity is, please know this, that God still loves you and does not leave you because of the choices you have made. You are a beloved child of God created in God's image, and it is through the love that God has given us that we can claim this boldly. Jesus knows and understands that we will lose our way at times, that we will deny and betray and fail as disciples. But the good news here is that no matter what we have done or left undone, what we have said or left unsaid, Jesus is the one that remains faithful to the end. What wondrous love is this, that God has sent us his son, Jesus, so that we may not be condemned but have everlasting life. What wondrous love is this, that we should be loved and forgiven. And what wondrous love is this, that we can call on God when we have lost a little bit of our identity. <clears throat> what a gift this wondrous love. Amen.
Congregation, please stand as we pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Let us pray. Gracious God, have mercy on us when we, like Peter, deny you. In those things that we have done and those things that we have left undone, show us grace and compassion. Then let that same spirit rest on our hearts when others deny us. Teach us your compassion that gave life to Jesus and raised Jesus even from the grave. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of peace, we pray for your world. We pray for the people of Ukraine. We pray for world leaders that wisdom and love would prevail. Open our hearts to those who are fleeing the violence and persecution and inspire us to share our wealth and our welcome to those in need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of all life, we pray for all of those who are ill, those who are suffering, and those in need, those that we name out loud at the end of my reading of the prayers, those that are typed in the chat, and those that remain in the silence of our hearts. We pray this day for Diane, Deborah, Michael, Margie, Betty, Emma, Sherry, Dan, Kamala, Bruce, Linda, Jan, Allison, Chelsea, Johanna, Betsy, Pamela, Rosemarie, Daryl, Tom. For Richard Schultze and family on the death of his wife, Carol. For Donna Arndt and family on the death of her husband, Duane. For Pastor Joanna and her family on the death of her mom, Margaret. For Jean Reardon and family on the death of her husband, Tom. And for Leanne and family on the death of her grandpa, Merle. For Bella, Connor, Kathy, Maddie, Mary, Kamala, Nancy, Dean, Jeff. And we celebrate this weekend with Alyssa Edmondson and her new husband, King, on their wedding this weekend. For Dorothy and Al, for all those that we name out loud here in the congregation, for those that we hold silently in our hearts, and those that we type in the chat. Into your hands, loving God, we commend all for whom and which we pray, trusting in your abounding mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now I invite you to turn and share a sign of God's peace with one another. You can do that here in the sanctuary in whatever COVID or friendly way you see fit. And make sure at one point you turn and also greet those who are online this morning with a sign of peace as well. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Please turn and share a sign of peace with one another.
How about a quick round of applause and thanks for our choir and for Mary who is playing our oboe this morning. Thank you, Mary, for being here. Please stand. God of all creation, bless our offering that it may reach those who hunger, who hurt, who seek new hope. With these gifts, we offer our whole lives to you and pray that you would renew us as we follow Christ, seeking shalom for all creation. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and he gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. Loving God, remember us in your kingdom as you have taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We are celebrating Holy Communion today, and all are welcome here at Shepherd of the Hills. You don't have to be a member. You don't have to be uh, someone who has been spent time in a Christian community. All are welcome to come. Uh, we're going to do this in a little bit of a different way than we have in the past. Uh, the server will give you a piece of bread, and you can just simply take that. And then uh, Pastor Sherry will hand you either a cup of wine or white grape juice. Just let her know which you prefer. We do also have gluten-free wafers for those that need them. Uh, and we're just going to come up through the center aisle, and you can go either way and you can put your uh, empty cups in one of the two trays up here on the stands uh, and the ushers will also be giving you just a little squirt of hand sanitizer just for extra safety uh, on your way up this morning all are welcome here at the table you may be seated
Please stand. And now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen us and keep us in his grace. Amen. Just a few quick announcements uh, for us this morning. Uh, a number of them are not in the back of your bulletin, so I'm just going to highlight them this morning, uh, a couple that are. Uh, there is a book club coming up on May 1st at 7 o'clock, 123 by Lori Frankel. If you are interested, you can talk more to uh, Kay Wothy, our faith community nurse. Uh, Wednesday morning Bible study, of course, continues at 10 o'clock. I'll just give you a little uh, advertisement for this uh, from someone who attends regularly who said last week, it's great to go to the Wednesday Bible study because you get a little insight on what, what the pastors are thinking about, and then you hear what they actually chose to preach about on Sunday morning. Uh, so it's a little preview. So if you can, Wednesday at 10 o'clock, come join us for Bible study. Uh, the Wednesdays in Lent, of course, we continue to have Wednesday evening worship. We are using a new liturgy that was commissioned just for us. This was part of our Augsburg Riverside Innovation Hub grant uh, to commission this new liturgy by Pastor Maida Carlson and a local musician, John Hermanson. Uh, so I hope you'll take the chance to come and worship at 6.30 on Wednesday evenings. Um, hopefully you all got a little yellow sheet or maybe it's white in your bulletin this morning. We are, of course, looking to decorate our sanctuary for Easter with flowers. So if you haven't done that, please do so this morning. Uh, all the instructions are on there to do that. And then maybe there was also a little sheet that looks like this in your uh, bulletin this morning about helping with refugees who are coming from Ukraine through Lutheran disaster response. Uh, hopefully both of those were in your bulletin this morning. If not, I think there are some extras in the back. Uh, and then a special announcement this morning about our family that's in our parsonage, and I might get some of this wrong. I'm doing this on behalf of uh, Paul Bonsack and the family this morning. Uh, the family is settling in to our parsonage, and we are grateful for that. Uh, but they can't be there without some help from us, and they are looking for some financial support. Uh, it will go to what's called ACT, TC. So if you want to make a financial contribution, you can make the check out to Shepherd of the Hills, but you have to write Act TC in the little memo line to make sure it goes where it needs to go. Um, another way that you can help support them is to engage with social activities with the family, and you can talk to Paul Bonsack or I think Pastor Sherry about doing that. Additionally, if you're knowledgeable about medical pricing or know someone who is, ACTC could use your help navigating the medical billing system uh, as the family has had to incur some uh, medical expenses. And so if you can help in any of those ways, you can also contact Paul Bonsack. And as you might imagine, right now is an especially emotional, difficult time for our family. Uh, they're concerned about the situation in Russia and Ukraine, uh, believing that what Russia is doing in Ukraine is terrible and they wish they could help the people of Ukraine in some way. Um, our family uh, are Russian citizens for now, uh, and they don't want themselves to be perceived as bad because they are Russian, and I'm reading Paul Bonsack's words here. Uh, please remember that it's the Russian government with whom we have issues, not the Russian people. Uh, our family, of course, are good and wonderful people and need our attention, and please ask that you would keep them in our prayers. Uh, so thanks to Paul Bonsack and the team and Pastor Sherry, who is helping to make sure that they are comfortable and safe. Uh, and if you can help in any of those ways, we would certainly appreciate it. I think those are all of my announcements this morning. Did I miss any? Yeah, I one, one more. more. Yeah, one more ahead, really, Sherry. really important announcement. We are um, looking for kids um, ages 3 to 18, I guess, <laughs> for our children's choir. We're going to have a children's choir on Easter. Super, super excited about this. So if you have any questions, you can contact Emily or myself. We'll be practicing after Sunday mornings. Um, it'll be about 20 minutes practice, and it starts next week. So next Sunday, 
have the kids come, and um, we will start this choir up. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Looking forward to that. And uh, if there are any mistakes or anything in the bulletin this morning, they're all my fault. Sean was unexpectedly out, and I had to do the bulletin. So the reason the announcements are kind of a mess and everything is kind of out of order is because I had to do it. So uh, I just feel glad that we had a bulletin this morning. So sorry about that. It'll get better next week when Sean returns. I think those are all of our announcements for us this morning. Now we leave with the benediction. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One quick last announcement, if you would turn around and say thank you to Dylan Braun, who was up in the sound booth today for helping to run that for us this morning. Give him a round of applause and thank you, Dylan. Thank you, thank you. Now you may go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Oh, no.